Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, a timely 8 o'clock upload. How about that? You thought I was a liar. Then again, I'm recording this immediately after the last episode was recorded. And I have a grim, I told you so. Let me do the, uh, let me do the, the razor fist. Fuck you, I was right. 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 Joe Biden did not kill ISIS-K leaders. He did not kill an ISIS-K planner. He did not kill anyone ISIS-K fucking related. No. And when I said that, that when I said he did not strike anyone, and if anything comes out, we'll find out he killed, he mistakenly killed the wrong people, or he's fabricating the names of the people he did kill. Fuck you, I was right. Joe Biden turns out <clears throat> from Yahoo News. Here's just the headline. Have fun with this headline, right? A U.S. drone strike the military called righteous mistakenly targeted an aid worker and killed 10 Afghanistan civilians, including 7 kids, a report says. That is right, folks. That uh, bombing I covered a few episodes back, but, you know, when he killed that, he bombed, uh, bombed that van, the air quotes van full of bombs. No. It was not bombs. At all. It was fucking a dude loading cases of water into a goddamn van and handing out the water to a bunch of children and families that had nothing to do with any of the fighting or war going on around them. I hate to say, fuck you, I was right, but fuck you, I was right. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Without any further ado, let's get into the story. So you will recall in the previous episode that a van, well not previous to this episode, but in a previous past episode, you'll recall, a van got drone striked. Biden had done two drone strikes in one day. The first drone strikes reportedly killed two ISIS planners and injured a third. Yet the names Joe Biden had provided for those three people that were killed slash injured, they never seemed to be real people. There seemed to be no history of them, like, you know, existing. Then, he did a second drone strike a day later, which hit a van carrying multiple ISIS-K terrorists full in a van full of bombs. And a bunch of civilians were killed, and these family members of these people who were killed were reportedly pro-American people. Like, they wanted us to get them out of there. And now they're chanting death to America. Well, I... It's heartbreaking, you know, because in that article I was reading, you talk, they talk about how uh, how the mom and dad had to go in with, a, like, a neighbor and organize all the dead body parts of, like, their loved ones piece by piece with the coffins. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure... That was, uh, I think August 28th was when I did that episode. It was like the Sunday before the withdrawal. Now, this article is from Yahoo. By the way, what is it with Yahoo Sports doing all the Taliban covering and, and like, Afghanistan shit? Why is that sports? I, I get politicians treat bombing brown people in other countries like a sport, but Yahoo. What the fuck? This article is by John Haltwinger. September 10th, 2021. A U.S. drone strike the military called Righteous mistakenly targeted 
an aid worker and killed 10 Afghanistan civilians, including several kids, reports say. The U.S. military claimed in August 29th, ah, 28, I said 28th, it's 29th, strike successfully took out an imminent threat. Didn't. But the New York Times reported, based on newly obtained footage, suggests the strike may state mistakenly targeted an aid worker, an American ally. Ten Afghanis, Afghan children, including several, ten Afghan citizens, including several children, were killed in the strike. Yeah, this is one of the, like, I, I fucking told you so moments. We have some uh, audio and video here, too. The U.S. targeted an aid worker with a drone strike in Kabul, mistakenly believed mistakenly believed he was an ISIS-K militant preparing for a terror attack, according to the New York Times report. In the process, the August 29th strike killed 10 Afghan citizens, or civilians, my bad, including several children. The aid worker, Zamari Hamadani, was also killed by the 20-pound Hellfire missile fired at his car, per the report. The U.S. military framed the threat posed by the car as imminent and a defended and defended the drone attack as a righteous strike. Officials said the military believed the car was being packaged with explosives for an attack. Turns out they were water bottles, by the way. They were, they were like Dasani. And uh, while I'm on that topic, Nestle is a terrorist company as far as I'm concerned. I do my best to avoid Nestle product, but Kind of like Unilever, in the sense that they're an evil company with their dick in everything. But footage obtained by the New York Times suggests Hamadani was actually loading the car with water containers for his home. We'll also hand them out with those kids there. The Pentagon did not immediately respond to insiders' request information. And we have a series of tweets here from Evan Hill at Evan Hill. Ooh, he's part of the blue checkmark Twitterati, boys. The military said it believed Zamari Madani's white Toyota. What is it with people in the Middle East driving Toyotas? There's a Quasar video on YouTube about that, too, I believe. I just never wired around to watching it. White Toyota Corolla, which it tracked by drone for eight hours that day, was packed with explosive security camera videos we obtained showed him loading it with water containers for his home. I'll detail our findings in this thread. At 2.35 p.m., Ahmadi pulls out a hose, and then he and a co-worker fill empty containers with water. Earlier that morning, we saw Ahmadi bring these same empty plastic containers to the office. At 2.35 p.m., Ahmadi pulls out a hose, and then he and a co-worker fill empty containers with water. Earlier that morning, we saw Ahmadi bring these same empty plastic containers to the office. At 2.35 p.m., Ahmadi pulls out a hose, and then he and a co-worker fill empty containers with water. Earlier that morning, we saw Ahmadi bring these same empty plastic containers to the office. At 2.35 p.m., Ahmadi pulls out a hose, and then he and a co-worker fill empty containers with water. Earlier that morning, we saw Ahmadi bring these same empty plastic containers to the office. At 2.35 p.m., Ahmadi pulls out a hose, and then he and a co-worker fill empty containers with water. 
Earlier that morning, we saw Ahmadi bring these same empty plastic containers to the office. At 2.35 p.m., Ahmadi pulls out a... Down here we have from Evan Hill. Hamadani was a 14-year-old employee of Nutrition and Education International, a U.S. NGO that fights malnutrition in our developed countries. He helped start up soy factories and repair machinery, transport, to transport his colleagues and distribute food from his Corolla to displaced Afghans. And them soy, no wonder they could even do workouts properly. Oh, it's, uh, it's a slideshow. It shows us this man working. And there's the car. Before I went boom. The August 29th strike was carried out as the U.S. wrapped up the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. And chaotic education and evacu sorry, and a chaotic evacuation process. It came after an ISIS K attack near the Kabul airport killed 13 U.S. service members and 169 Afghan civilians. See that number always changes. It's either like a, it's between 140 and 180. The numbers never stay consistent. There were concerns that ISIS K would carry out another attack before the evacuations were complete. President Joe Biden has signaled that through the that though the U.S. no longer has boots on the ground in Afghanistan, it will continue to target target ISIS K in the country via drone strikes and other means. We're going to be back over there. There is no way in hell we are just done over there. I, I don't believe it. Not for one goddamn fucking minute. Not for one minute. We're going to be back over there. And other means. Drone strikes and other means. Other means means what? Report we pull a George uh, a George Herbert Bush or whatever, like a Bush senior, and we train insurgents to fight the Taliban and then like twenty years later they attack America. We did it with Osama bin Laden when they're trying to fight the Russians in the Cold War. What's what what are the other means? You know? What the fuck are they? The use of drone strikes in counter-terrorist operations has consistently been among the most controversial aspects of the American global war on terror. Yeah, because uh, the reason there's that old joke, they call him Obama, is because uh, Obama used drones to kill innocent civilians on the regular, including an American exchange student, like an American student who went over there to visit family who he killed, and then uh, I believe it was in Yemen, Trump actually killed uh, like his sister or some shit. See, I, I criticize the orange bastard all the time. No one is above my scrutiny. He's part of the state. I will mock the state no matter how much I like certain people in the state. I like Rand Paul. I will also shit on Rand Paul when he deserves it. Trump killed a couple of Americans in a drone strike. He deserves a criticism. Of course it's controversial because we always end up killing innocent bystanders. Why can't we get like a a, a drone sniper? Have like a like, like like hitman style thing, right? Like we have a drone, flies in, 
and just murk some motherfucker from a couple yards out. But we never do that shit. Practical, uh, particularly due to their association with civilian casualties. It's estimated that between 4,126 to 10,076 10, people have been killed by the U.S. drone strikes in Afghanistan since January 2004, including 300 to 909 civilians. Way more than that, I guarantee it, dog. I guarantee it. According to the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, the UK-based organization that has tracked U.S. drone strikes for years. And since this is a... Articles running a little short here. I mean, we only got about 15 minutes of audio right now. We have another article here. Yeah, President Trump was not there at Ground Zero, but he stopped by a police precinct and fire station near Trump Tower. Yesterday, like you said, a somber day, many delivering a message of national unity. His comments stood out. He turned quickly to criticizing President Biden was gross incompetence. And I hate to talk about it on this day, but people are saying, why are they talking about what the hell we did? It looked like we retreated. It looked like we gave up. Like they used the word surrender. I love how they clipped out a, they went from like the beginning of one sentence to like the beginning of one of his final sentences. Like there was a whole like five and a half minute speech that just reduced to one sentence right there. No, he has right to be upset. For his entire presidency, the Abraham Accords were one of the biggest things he had accomplished. Right? Do you know how many years he spent negotiating those? You know, all these Middle Eastern countries have always been at odds with the churches to come to the table and, and arrange peace? Of course he's upset. And by the way, something no one else wants to talk about. His impromptu visits to three locations on 9-11 drew more crowds than Biden. And Biden got booed. He got jeered at. New York people booed him. And let's face it, New York ain't Trump country. It is not a Trump state at all. Especially New York, New York. The city so narcissistic they had to name it twice. So, let's get into this article. Trump criticizes Biden's handling of Afghanistan. September 12th. So the today of this recording, you should say. And there is no name attributed to this article. Oh, it's not even an article. It's just the one clip. Hmm. Well, that's a shame. Let me see. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Let's let, let's let's enjoy this. We had support all over the country from people that do what you do, which is very dangerous, and I know it very well, and what happened at the World Trade Center was incredible, and what we did in the last week, what this government of ours did in the last week, is never going to be excused, ever. Bringing the military, I think of it, bringing the military out first, okay? Bringing the military, and they were locked down. They weren't doing anything. Not one American soldier was killed in like 18 months. And nobody could believe it. It was because of my discussions with Abdul, who's now running that operation. We had them. We could have taken two months, five months. We could have taken three years. 85 
billion dollars worth of equipment we left behind. You couldn't fly the airplanes out? There was no reason for this. Military goes out last. They would have been totally safe. Those for a little context, I just don't make sure I get some context. We start about getting the military out first. He's obviously not referring to us getting all the military out because we didn't get all the military. We have military members still stranded over there right now, including a bunch of American employees who are still stranded over there and former embassy workers who are stranded over there. Now, he's referring to when Biden, in the middle of the night without talking to anybody, loaded up a bunch of people and flew out of Bagram Airport. Didn't tell anybody. And again, a big part of what happened when we came to training the uh, Afghan military that we trained, they we trained them to fight like we do. We told them they'd have the infrastructure that we do, which means the support, the supplies, the guns, everything. But when Biden up and bounced, he took away the reinforcements and he took away their backup arsenal. And the Taliban seized all sorts of warehouses and storage totes and units and confiscated all sorts of American goods. There's 13 warriors that were killed. I spoke to some of the parents. Those parents will never be the same. They will never be the same. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. So I just want to thank you. I've been given so much support by the people that do what you do, the bravest people. And right next door, and you know you love each other, because I know the blue. We love the blue. I'll say it loud. You know, you're not supposed to say that. We love the blue. I know how you get along too, you get along great, but the support I've been given by fire and police has been incredible. It's been incredible. I don't want to say the number because it's way up. If I say it, if it's a quarter of a point up, they'll say Trump misrepresented, you know, but the fake news. But I just want to thank you all. I've passed this place many times, as you know, many times, and I gave you every ounce of my support. You know, we approved, I was the one, we approved in my administration the massive amount of money to take care of people affected by the World Trade Center catastrophe, families and everything else. And that was done by me. I saw they were all talking about it today. They were all taking credit, but they had nothing to do with it. I had that. that was my idea. We signed it. In fact, a couple of you were there. We signed it on the lawn of the Rose Garden. It was great. It was a great day. But I just want to thank everybody. You're incredible people. You. Yes, and a lot of other administrations, including Bush, including Obama, and then Biden taking credit for this, but he had nothing to do with. They uh, they didn't discuss that there were people still dying from 9-11. They weren't talking about people who were getting cancer, suffering from cancer, or the people who just never were found. They just kind of brushed on the mat, did a little PR summer. They just talked about, oh, it's so sad. You know, We wish we could have done more. Trump wrote up drafts, wrote up actual paperwork, got it through. Uh, I can't remember what the term, what the name of it was. It's like a compensation bill, where families that were struggling to pay for the medical treatments for the cancer and diseases that were formed from the first responders going in there and breathing all that dust and shit. It was it was the government going in and helping them cover their medical bills. I have mixed feelings on it, but when it comes down to like government spending our money on shit, I'd rather go towards shit like that other than fucking Israel and other goddamn countries. You're beautiful people. There's nobody like you, and uh, nobody has your guts. I, I know all about that building. I was down there right after, and it, it was a, it was a tragedy. And to think that knowing the one building came down, and you still had people going from fire, people going up the other building. I, I assume just knowing what was going to happen, 
uh, the bravest people, and we want to thank you. You're incredible. And we really, uh, this day is very interesting because they're trying to do speeches without mentioning what happened over the last two weeks. And it's a very hard thing to do. And I think in certain ways they shouldn't be doing that because what they did in the last two weeks with that surrender or whatever you call it was a disgrace. There was no reason. We had them totally locked down. They couldn't have done a thing. We could have stayed there for 10 years if we wanted. They couldn't have done a damn thing. We ran. Uh, I think he wanted to run because he wanted to look good today. And I wanted that ended more than anybody and for a longer period of time. We should have never been there, frankly. We should have never gotten into that quicksand. Trillions of dollars, millions of lives if you look at both sides. But when you get out, you have to get out with honor, dignity, strength, and victory. We would have had victory. And he turned victory into a total embarrassment. I say the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. And then we gave him $85 billion worth of equipment. It's the most that I bought. You know, <laughs> now think about it. You know, those Apache helicopters, they're the greatest weapon. Uh, Apaches, they have more than any other nation but us now. And uh, the Blackhawks and everything else. It's not, it's not even believable. You know, we kept them at bay because of the air. And now they have what we had for the air. You know, they, our jets, our helicopters, there's nothing they could do. And any time they did, they had a problem. And when I spoke to Abdul, I said, Abdul, if you kill any American soldier or any American, you keep fighting a civil war, you've been fighting them forever. If you kill any American, you kill any American soldier, we're going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit. And I said it, and I said it clear, I said it loud, and he understood that. He said, I understand. He said some other things too, by the way. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, they're tough. He said, I understand. And from that day on, we didn't have one soldier killed. And we could have taken two, three years to get out, or we could have been out in one month. Nobody would have been killed. And we would have had 100% of our equipment. And to see what happened, and then to come and watch these the speeches. I watched a lot of the speeches. And they talk, we went in and we fought the enemy, we fought the enemy. And it's all true. But they didn't say what happened in the last week. We surrendered. And we can't let that happen. Because that's a stain on our country that's worse than any stain we've ever had before. It's an embarrassment. Biden didn't even speak today. He went to all three places and he didn't speak. I wonder why. I wonder why he didn't speak. No, think of it. No telephone. He went. No telephone. He went. No, he went to three places, all three places. He went to the Pentagon, went to Pennsylvania. He came here and he didn't speak. You know, I'll give Trump some credit. Uh, he actually played pretty modestly on that last one, surprisingly. Because originally Biden was only going to do one event. And then Trump said he was going to do all three. And then Biden ended up doing all three places. And when he went to the same place Trump is right now, it's the uh, fire station of, like, it's the main hub where the firefighters on 9-11 responded from. They turned his back, they turned their backs on him. And it's not exactly fair to say Biden didn't speak. I, I will correct the record slightly. Biden was there. So weird as shit. Biden was there. I'm sure you've already watched the footage by now. But they played a voice recording of the man while he was there. But he didn't speak. It's kind of like when you go to a concert and, and, and you see like the band's lip syncing to the songs. They're not really singing. They're just sitting there while somebody plays their tracks over them. 
It's the weirdest shit. And when someone said it's because Biden can't finish a sentence, Trump didn't didn't jump on that. He he didn't even react to it. I'll give him credit. The election was rigged, and that's what we got. That's what we got. Listen, I want to thank everybody. Uh, you are incredible people. We love you. We always will. And a lot of things interesting happening. Uh, they are, you know, they're only good at doing bad things, in my opinion. If they fought the war the way they fought the election, where they stole it, I don't even say stole it. They rigged it. Yeah. We would have had this war would have been over 20 years ago. You wouldn't have had a war. You would have had the thing. They would have been apologizing 20 years ago. But they didn't do that. They don't do that. They only do bad stuff. You wonder whether or not they love our country. I love you. Thank you all very much. This one has to be good. Amazing. Amazing. Say like Catboy Common right there. Amazing. Now, he made another stop. And now, this is when he went to the New York Police Department. Or the NYPD. We could have stayed there for one month or three years. They weren't going to be able to do anything. But they left. And when they left, there was a vacuum. And then they came in and filled the vacuum. And whoever thought of this, a five-year-old would have said the military goes out last. And that's what they wanted. They couldn't believe they were leaving. So it was gross incompetence. And I hate to talk about it on this day, but people are saying, why are they talking about what the hell we did? So I think you're going to be very happy. Yes, please. Thank you. My audience. I got a question for you. Yes. Uh, if you don't vote left in the game, you know, which you know, we strongly hope that you do uh, would you strongly consider uh, having um, days of recognition for the outstanding service of the men and women police departments around the country? I would hope that it may become the half of you know, departments. Uh, the entire country, if you would try and consider having more recognition for the outstanding achievements and accomplishments of the police officers. You know, I think it's, an... you know, it's interesting. That's actually the police chief of New York. The same one that Comey de Blasio said he couldn't stand Trump. The same one who said these police chiefs stand by them. Well, we'll see about that. Incredible question, and you won't believe this. I've never been asked that question before, and it should be asked. The first time ever. It is the first time, and you don't think of it. That's a great question, and yet I've answered every question from her and from everybody. So I guess my and question, not the movie. I like the idea. Yes, I think so they deserve it. Remember, there's two types of consensus: this consider right. and the strongly consider. So I respect the best. You strongly consider. You have a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it amazing that nobody's ever? When I say question, nobody's ever brought that up. And when I see what they do and things that take place, you know, I was responsible for getting a lot of money, billions of dollars for the victims. You remember the signing I had with the police department, the fire department, and many others. That was on my watch. I saw they they were talking about it today, but they had nothing to do with it. I had. Nobody mentioned I have to mention it myself, but you know, uh, we had some of the, oh, I think one or two of the people right from the precinct were there. But we had a great ceremony in the Rose Garden, 
and uh, it was a massive amount of money for the victims and families, people that died in the World Trade Center. I mean, it's hard to believe, right? But we, they were trying to get that for a long time, long before I was there, and I got it. And today they were talking about it, and nobody mentioned my name, and that's okay, because that's the way it is. You know, the other side was trying to take credit for it. They had nothing to do with it. So I just, uh, I think that's a really good point, and I like it. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. It's a rare question that I haven't heard before, and that's one that I should have been hearing a lot. Thank you. Great, great question. Yes, please. Uh, no question here, Mr. President. I just want to say thank you for coming down here. We all appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, too. I appreciate you. You don't get enough credit. And, you know, the crime in New York, and you look at these cities, Chicago. Uh, I met with, I, I had a very strong conversation with Abdul. It's Abdul Ghani Karaka from, from uh, the Taliban. And I will tell you, we told him, and this is what you could do very easily in New York, we told him... Any American soldier, any American is killed, you're going to be hit harder than any country has ever been hit. And he understood that. We had a very good conversation. After that, it was a much easier conversation. And so we didn't lose one soldier in 18 months. And yet you look at these cities, and that's in Afghanistan. And yet you look at these cities where... Give me one second. One second here. Using YouTube. But 88 people were shot in Chicago over a week. 88 people were shot. And many people died. And the same thing here. And if they'd let you do your job, you could do this job very quickly. You do it very quickly. If they let you do this job, if they said, okay, it's time. We can't have this. We lost no soldier in Afghanistan for 18 months. Think of that. Because of me of what i said to them they respected it nor would they have come in and do what they did they wouldn't have even come close and every time they did we hit them with the planes they didn't like our planes now they have our planes how about that <laughs> now they have the planes that we were using to hit them why the hell didn't we fly them out would have taken send 200 pilots fly them all out it's a horrible thing that took place a horrible horrible thing it's an embarrassment and the likes of which our country has never been embarrassed before. We've never had anything like this happen. It looked like we retreated. It looked like we gave up. Like they use the word surrender. And we didn't surrender. Our people didn't surrender. And our soldiers sure as hell didn't surrender. And you never surrendered. You could straighten out this city. If you had the proper leadership, you could straighten out this city in one week. And the incredible thing about you, you know who the bad guys are. Because you see them and you get taunted by them. I know what happens. They taunt you and you're not allowed to do anything. You have to sit back and take it. Now, in the old days when I was growing up in Brooklyn and Queens, they didn't have to take that. They, didn't, they were tough guys, but no tougher than you. The, the advantage you have is you know who the bad ones are. And you could stop it so fast if they'd let you, but they don't want to do that. And so you have these crime statistics that are crazy. I mean, the only one they go after is uh, Republicans or me. They go after me. <laughs> the prosecutors go after me. Did he do a deal 20 years ago? It's a disgrace. But if you murder somebody, no problem. And then the no-cash bail has to be killed because we have the no-cash bail. It's, uh, it's a disaster. If they would let you do your job with guys like this, if they would let you do your job, 
you would have it cleaned up and don't nod because if you do nod you'll get in trouble okay <laughs> so just stand and just be perfect don't nod but if they let you do your job you wouldn't have crime in new york you wouldn't have crime in new york so uh, i just want to thank you very much uh, you are incredible people uh, i want to thank you for that endorsement that, that endorsement meant so much now in all fairness i don't think any police department anywhere endorsed the other guy i think i get 90 I must have gotten close to 100% of the vote. I think close to 100%. There are a couple of strays everywhere. We're trying to figure out who they are, right? <laughs> but we got the military. We did great with the military. We did incredible with police and fire. So I just want to thank you all. Yes, please. Uh, one more question. If you decide not to run for president, if you decide not to, would you consider running for mayor of New York City? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I tell you, we could straighten it. I'd say, fellas, good luck. Go to town. <laughs> They'd be announcing in one week, there's no crime in this. There's no crime. What the hell happened? I said, that was the easiest job I've ever done. That would be such an easy job. But I appreciate that question. That's cool. If I give you even a positive, a little like jokingly, They'll say, Trump's running for mayor. <laughs> now, if they let you do your job, we're going to be very proud again. But it's very embarrassing for our city. It's hurting our city very badly. They talk about it all over the world, the crime. When you have uh, Antifa running down the streets and burning down your buildings and all of this, and they don't do anything about it, they can't, they can't go on for much longer. Can't. You are incredible men and women, and thank you all very much. I'm with you all the way. And uh, to answer your question, uh, the answer is yes. Thank you very okay. Much. Good luck, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. That's like a hundred people squeezing into one damn room. Well, I guess I'll wrap that up here. Actually, let me see if I can find some real quick. Now, what was Biden greeted with? You're a tyrant. Resign, you tyrant. Warmonger. I love this. And I'm a Democrat, and I'm proud of this country.
get the sentiment. And you know what? I fully support the people chewing him out publicly like that. Humiliate Biden publicly as far as I'm concerned. That guy is probably living in a bubble where he believes everybody loves him. He's probably told every day that people love him, that he's great. And he probably genuinely believes it too, because they shelter him from all the criticism. I doubt they show what his poll numbers are. <laughs> they probably tell him that he's pulling above water. Meanwhile, even the most marginal polls, like even polls that show him at like 41%, when you read into it, they over they oversampled Democrats. Like old sample just for example, fifty Republicans and hundred and twelve Democrats. It was Reuters who did that one? Rasmussen's got him at like twenty five percent right now. He's about to be the lowest president in ranking in history. And just barely the first like what, we're eight months into the year now? Jesus. Fucking Christ. No, we're nine months in. In just a little under nine months, he's become the lowest-ranked president. Kamala Harris became the lowest-approving vice president. The, pre- the vice president with the lowest approval rate, so now she's fully hiding. Like, she's not even coming out. Though, I am... There is one thing I give mine some credit for. I, I feel like I'm just shitting on the guy, which he deserves. He deserves a lot more than me shitting on him. Now... He is talking about how he's going to declassify the 9-11 investi- like, investigation documents. I'm skeptical. He easily might, but who's, who's don't know how redacted they'll be. You know, How many black lines are just being blurred out on that bitch? Or how, how do we know they'll even be legit? You know, he could do anything right now to try and get his approval rating back up. We don't really know. But I'll see you here at 1 p.m. Thank you for joining me this morning and have a great rest of your morning.